supposed to be drinking liquid hot magma from the core of the earth but it's science it makes you stronger yeah you gotta dig around the mole people and stuff so oh shit yeah where is he he's He's hiding behind the microphone oh Oh. let me move let me move my square so i can see those beautiful juicy lips of yours here wait let me i'm gonna try to get my dick fingers as close as i can do what my dick finger Dick finger. Dick finger. <laughs> there we go. That's the right tune. And welcome to the Downer Front Podcast Halloween Fearmonger Spectacular. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Oh. Spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> uh, so glad to be here. We've got a really cool episode uh, lined up for you guys tonight. Um, First off, though, I want to start off by saying that we have a very special guest with us joining us on the podcast today. He had, paid, he had listened in on some of our earlier Fear Boners episodes and got connected with us over a love of horror. I'd like to well introduce everybody to the doctor himself from Wicked Good Gaming's Not Another Gaming Podcast, Dr. Bob. How's it going, my dude? I am doing great. Now I'm doing great. You know, I was a little, a little upset earlier, but now I'm doing a lot better. That was a fucking fantastic introduction. Oh, thank you very much, man. Thank you. I felt inspired by by the film Jigsaw. Yeah, I'm not inspired by it. I, you know, I wanted to go home and just like cancel the rest of my day after that fucking piece of shit. I mean, we can talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're so glad to have you with us, man. Uh, I know that through talking with you about the Fear Boners episodes, that you have a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of fucking horror, everything from campy to really like terrifying. So, yeah, glad to have oh, you on. And like, it's kind of sad because. The two other, my two colleagues from Wikigaming, Gaming, Dom and Chris, are the two biggest pussies on the planet, and they won't do anything that involves anything scary, and that's all I do is watch horror movies and play scary video games, so. <laughs> that's actually interesting to hear, because uh, as far as I'm aware, I have heard that there's a uh, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula reboot coming out, starring Dom, and so it surprised me that he would even be, <laughs> that he would be scared at all. Wait, you, wait, do you mean they're rebooting Nosferatu again? <laughs> <laughs> Dom Sferatu. Yeah. Dom, yeah. He actually, he just plays a bat. He's like a little bat flying around in the background. He's gonna stomp <laughs> dead and loving it. Forehead <laughs> the whole time. Oh, man. Awesome. Well, it's good to have you on. Glad to uh, to find bridge bridge this gap. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So you're arguably one of the funniest people on that podcast. I think Warren's trying to book a cage match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to watch He's an Instigator. And uh, that voice that just came through, if uh, it's not familiar, ladies and gentlemen, that's the silky smooth voice of the host of the actual Fear Boners show with Down in Front. Um, welcome, everybody. Andrew Abbott. 
That's me. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks for appreciating my boners, uh, the scary boners that I've been providing for everybody all month. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, and I'm excited to talk about this hunk of shit of a movie tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you, took us, you took us on a journey with fear boners, and I think this is a, yeah, a labor country. Apex, but it's something. <laughs> Not for nothing, fear boners is the most perfect title for anything <laughs> horror in the month of October. That is the perfect title. <laughs> it, it, it came to be in my sleep. That's not a condition. It happens to me all the time. It's brilliant. Oh, amazing. Uh, just south of uh, Mr. Mr. Abbott, we've got the Mouth of the South, El Boca del, so- del Sur, uh, Strong Bryland himself. How's it going, buddy? Hey, how's it going this evening? Doing very well, very well. Glad to have you on here to share your, uh, your feelings you. about this. Uh, movie which I hear has Oscar buzz going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even um, I mean I enjoyed it. Probably this got some guy much, named uh, That I decided not to drink any alcohol tonight. Usually, you think you'd have to drink a lot after something like this, but you know what? I want to feel cleansed. Yeah, you got from this. You got to to water tonight. That's all I'm going to be drinking. Oh man, holy water! Be blessed. <laughs> all right, Warren. Up over here, the host of Down in Front Podcast, the man with the voice that you all know and love. How you doing, buddy? I am doing amazing. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm super pumped, super excited to have Abbott and have Rob on this kind of Fear Boners kind of special. Um, just super excited to talk about this movie and how much we all disliked it. And the fact that there was a little five-year-old kid sitting behind me in this movie. It was... Can confirm. Of course, our resident beard, uh, beard in trading. Uh, Michael Blewett, how you doing, the shredder? Are you, uh, is that based on what the other meaning of beard is? It's both. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's completely me. Uh, I'm not too bad at all. Uh, in fact, I'm rather cheery. Because um, I did not watch this movie today. I watched it a couple days ago. Time in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was able to go through the five stages of loss. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even yeah, for my like thirteen dollars. Uh, I was gonna say I'm I'm just having a, myself a nice glass of tea again because uh, oh, yeah. Jesse Rand is not here to have non-adult beverages, and I, I gotta take up his mantle. I gotta fight fight for Rand. Hashtag. Yeah, you and Brown are really riding the uh, the straight edge train today. Yeah. Um, awesome, and I am Mocha Mike. I'm gonna be handing her up to Warren in a moment. Um, to take us on the this journey through uh, through the movie Jigsaw, um, but first I wanted to pose a question to everybody uh, in the room tonight. Um, first of all, if you hadn't said it yet, what are you drinking tonight? As always, but also in spirit of the holiday, if you had to experience a subgenre of a horror movie, actually live, ex- go through the experience whether you live or die, what genre would it be? Um, let's start with uh, with special guest Rob. Ooh, ooh this is good. Um, wait, so you want me to say what I'm drinking right now? Yeah, let us know what you're drinking. Um, okay. I, I assume you're drinking something since you are a professional degenerate. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, so I was sick all week, so I have a glass of Gatorade, but I'm also an alcoholic, so I have a Miller Lite pounder because <laughs> I can't control myself sometimes. Does that count as a hot toddy if you pour the Miller Lite into your Gatorade? I don't want to find out. <laughs> you know, I don't want to know what that tastes like. You know what? Fine, I'll do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, Here he goes. Oh, man. Yeah, both oh, in the mouth at the same time. I was hoping for more of a sake bomb effect, but okay. 
Oh, oh man. Back to the beer. Oh, okay. Ooh, got a little, got a little yeah, sample. Don't shit. do it. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. Next time, uh, hold it in your mouth and slush it around so you get the entire flavor profile. That's, yeah, that's a horrible yeah. idea. Again, don't do it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, so genre. Like, yeah, I want to get, like, even more specific than that besides genre because, like, Cabin in the Woods is kind of what I want to do. Okay. But when I say Cabin in the Woods, I want to be super specific when I say The Evil Dead. Ah, and I want to experience Evil Dead 2. And I want to be, like, the lo- not the lone survivor, but I want to be with Ash after all of it goes down, and then we both get transported into Army of the Darkness, and then we both go into Ash vs. Evil Dead, and I'm just hanging out with fucking Bruce Campbell all the time because I want him to adopt me. <laughs> yes. That would be dope. Always yeah. try to repress him so he'll take you home. Yeah, I, that's all I want. I want him to be my uncle. Creepy <laughs> Uncle Bruce. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I can see it. You and uh, Bruce Campbell in the woods, growing yeah. your beards and fighting zombies or fighting monsters. Oh, yeah. Abbott, what about yourself? Well, I, you know, you, you kind of pitched this, and I've been thinking about it, and I realized that what my idea was, and I will go through step by step my idea, but I realized that basically what it was was almost a porno. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bear with me. One of my favorite genres in, in, in horror is the found footage. Is the found Ooh. footage movie. I want it to be a found footage movie a la zombie strippers, but I want it to be like really sexy ghost women are chasing me around. Uh, okay. I think that would, would be, I think that would be really cool. Are um, we talking ghost women who like had legs or ghost women who, women who are like just trailing like dresses? Oh, like floating mermaids? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, I like how this is developing. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, sexy mermaid ghosts. So they're ghosts of mermaids <laughs> that somehow wound up on land that are chasing me around. And I just so happen to have my camera at the time. Uh-huh. And um, there's going to be this movie's going to set the record for the most amount of boobs in a movie, but it's going to be terrifying. And they're all going to be see through. Yes, you're going to get a ghost hand job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, awesome, awesome. Well, good choice. Uh, the Shredder. How about yourself? What do you? Uh, what would be your your genre that you would experience? I think I'd go with like one of those psychological horror movies because I'm not very uh, perceptive. And so I don't think it would phase me that well. Like, a slash would be brutal if people get, you know, ripped apart. But usually in, like, those thrillers, there's not a lot of death. And it's usually just based on, like, creepiness of circumstance, which would have no effect. I'm so like a... Saying, I'm like a... Your would be that you're too dense to actually understand that you're being psychologically Exactly, terrorist. exactly. It's like, <laughs> it'd be like a Sanshu using, uh, using, like, that blinding one against a bird Pokemon. I'm just flying up in the clouds... <laughs> nice, all right, all right. Um, Brylan, how about yourself? What uh, I'm thinking Texas Chainsaw Massacre for you, but why don't you tell me? Really? That? Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about it, like, probably the easiest one for me to get through would be, like, a zombie movie, like, Night of the Living Dead or anything, just because I think zombies are lame. I mean, they're just, they're definitely struggling to move around, and you can easily get away from them and find a weapon to kill them, so... The, that's too easy. So I was thinking more of like the space horror genre, like you would see back in the 70s and stuff. One, usually very hot babes, like in Life Force, hot space vampires. <laughs> uh, or there was like a, back in the early 80s, there was this uh, 
space horror film with Walter Koenig in it. I think it was called like Moonscape or some crazy shit oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and all he had to do was beat up a giant robot. And I think I could take on a robot compared to any other supernatural <laughs> creature. That's, I can see it. We don't call you Strong Brown for nothing. <laughs> awesome. Warren, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, right now I'm actually currently drinking a red wine called Rock Steady Red Wine from Prima Prisa. It's pretty, it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Uh, drinking right from the bottle. Well, I mean, you gotta stay, you gotta stay classy. That's right. That's right. That, I like your style. That's right. <laughs> For those listeners at home who can't see Warren Shame. Shame. <laughs> uh, so I think to mix up a little bit, uh, horror is not like my favorite genre. So if I have to be in there, I'll probably just be angry all the time. So I'll probably will be the murderer or the killer. So something oh. like Friday Thirteenth or um, Freddy Krueger, I will be like the person killing people because they're just stupid. Especially when Friday the 13th, when he punches a guy's head off with an uppercut. Yeah. I thought it was a skateboard or something like that. <laughs> that that right there was absolute classic. So, I mean, I will definitely be Jason. Even when go- Jason goes to space. That movie didn't make any sense, but yet it was still hilarious. <laughs> that is, if, Freddy, if Kr- you were- Freddy Krueger punches a head off too in Nightmare on Elm Street. Does he? Oh, yeah, probably. He, pu- he punches it, punches the head fucking clean off. Damn. Freddy Cougar gave me so many nightmares. I think uh, back to back I watched It, Freddy Cougar, uh, Evil Dead 2, and I had so many nightmares. And also Thinner, Stephen King. I had That's so your 12th many birthday. My mom's like, you're, you're fucking done. You're not watching any more of these movies. Yeah, Way too I forgot the other space horror movie that's really good, Leprechaun in Space. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh. <laughs> Nowhere near as good as Leprechaun in the Hood, though. <laughs> in the Hood twice. He went to the Hood twice, and then he was on the moon. And then he's going to go back to the Hood on the moon. <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston's going to come back. It's going to be a reunion. It'll be great. I distinctly remember the scene where the princess in the Leprechaun, when he's in space, when she like he does the image of her to try to trick them, and she just takes her fucking tits out. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get this movie bonus points. Yeah, there you that's go. how you dispel any any magic is, is some bomb titties. That's that's all it takes. Dump them out, dump them out, save a life. <laughs> and I am drinking. Um, I want to keep it dark tonight since we're trying to go with the scary theme. So I'm drinking a Dark Horse Pinot Noir. Nice. Um, dark Horse is an interesting brand. Super cheap, which means I'm really into it. Um, I don't know how I feel about Pinot Noirs in general. Might not be my thing, but we'll see. I'll develop a palate for it, I'm sure. Um, as, for, as, as much as you drink this podcast, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, right. And as far as a genre I would want to be in, I have to go with vampires. Some sort of vampire movie. And here's the reason why. Any other horror genre, when you die or get, get caught by the uh, villain, you just straight up die and you have a bad time. But vampires, there's like a 20% chance that you become a vampire too. And if that happens, then that's just non-stop fucking and partying from then on. Like, <laughs> blood orgies. Blood orgies all the time. Hell yes. Would you, so would I, you survive on people? Or would you survive on rats? Or what would you survive on? Ooh, I'd survive on people who jilted me in the past, for sure. Oh, I would call like vampire punisher. <laughs> would you say you would be a vampire that sticks to old traditions? Or would you be a modern vampire that listens to late 90s techno? Oh my god, are you kidding me? If I get to live forever, I'm never going to stop doing new new things. I'm always going to be like, oh cool, like fucking, we got, like, we can get like flying cars and shit. Yeah, let me go through that. 
not going to stick with me to like riding my bicycle, trying to hunt people down. Uh, <laughs> did, did vampires? Oh, this Twilight phase right now. I, oh, I, I never, I never got like <laughs> Tinder, just like swiping all these people. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like I know, like the main characters fuck, but like, are they like fucking vampires, like the se- super sexy ones, or are they just murder vampires? In Twilight, I think everybody fucks in that movie. All right, cool. I oh my god, Warren, you brought up a perfect fucking plot for a modern day vampire movie. How easy could it be for a vampire <laughs> nowadays, with every dating app imaginable, to just swipe, swipe, swipe? Oh, that oh. person looks like they're full of blood. Oh, that. I'm <laughs> fine. I'm just gonna eat her tonight. Yo, you heard it here first. If you're listening to this podcast, you can't take that idea. It is officially trademarked. That is the first, yeah, the first down in front right. podcast movie. Down in front at the Wicked Good Gaming YouTube uh, YouTube Red short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm glad you guys uh, all have something in mind. Horror movies are like a genre that I loved growing up. I know a lot of us too have too. So I'm excited to just do an episode uh, theme towards that in general. But uh, yeah, with that, I'm going to pass it to uh, to the host with the most, Warren Jackson, to tell us a little bit about Jigsaw and lead us into this. I just thought of the tagline, uh, eternal life is just a swipe away. I think, it, I think, I think Wait, that moves. Did you say that, a swipe or wipe? A swipe. Okay. Oh, okay. A swipe. Put on a t-shirt. I love it. <laughs> Dude, that also works for like... <laughs> <laughs> Religious evangelists on uh, on on Tinder can use that too. Eternal life is to swipe away, swipe right on God. Oh man! And we are super pumped. Uh, so this movie, like, we're we're excited to talk about Jigsaw. We wanted to kind of finish off this uh, this month uh, our fear boners episode. You know, with the entire crew of the Downtown Podcast, also with Rob on, from the Wicked Good Gaming Podcast. Uh, and just do like this mashup, just have a really, a, a lot of fun. We actually wanted to finally review a scary movie because I don't think the the last scary movie I think we reviewed was Get Out and that was not re- really a horror genre. So this is arguably the, the, uh, the first uh, scary movie we've seen and, and actually reviewed in a very long time. Uh, I think that was pretty good. So, I mean, I'll go back and check the notes, but I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this, especially to the point where, you know, this movie Jigsaw seemingly came out of nowhere. Um, you know, I have a couple directors of Michael Spareg and uh, Peter Spareg. They're kind of brothers. Um, looking at their actual sort of uh, credits, they didn't really, they haven't really been known for doing too much stuff. And this looks like they're kind of the first big sort of breakout. Uh, so yeah, we're excited to talk about this movie, uh, this Jigsaw. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and give you a small intermission while we go refill our drinks. And we will come back to Downfront Podcast uh, with a special episode of Fear Boners featuring our special guest, Rob, from Wicked Good Games, uh, Dr. Bob. And uh, we'll see you soon. Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
RIP gone but never forgotten. Right. Pour one out. Are back. Uh, and thank you for hanging out with us. We're all ready to go. We are refilled in all of our all glorious things that we are drinking. As we're going to be talking about uh, uh, our in depth review of Jigsaw. Uh, this is the too many movies in the franchise. Hey. That I just, it doesn't, doesn't matter <laughs> how, how many movies of the franchise this is. Uh, yeah, so let's actually talk about some wins. We're going to get into some criticisms or, and things that just didn't quite work. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to toss it over to Abbott here. And you, Abbott, you can start with uh, what's some of your wins that you have for Jigsaw? Um, yeah, so um, some of the wins were definitely uh, there were still some over the top gore, like the, the bucket guy's half head was pretty cool. That was really well done. Um, the human blender was pretty cool. The gore was, the gore was pretty fantastic. Like leading up until the, the end of the film, the head flower laser extravaganza, like you'd expect it to be like a, a Led Zeppelin, like laser show at the, like the, the aquarium or something, but it was just that dude's head blooming and it was like amazing. It's a good way to end a movie. Cause then you're just like, okay, great. I can get up and leave. Um, but, uh, at the same time, um, I think it's, uh, a great accomplishment for a film to come out after a previous film, which was entitled the final chapter. Um, I think that's pretty impressive for any <laughs> franchise, honestly. Um, but it did like, there were parts of the film that did harken back to the original, um, which was, it was kind of what it was leading up to is like, sh- like, you know, being like, this is kind of like a prequel leading into the first movie and whatever. But, um, I don't have a ton of wins. The only other win I can think of is not even necessarily related to the movie, but they were able to bring back the Saw Blood Drive. Uh, I mentioned that earlier to you guys. It's actually one of those things they do internationally. They do a lot of efforts here in the U.S., but over in Europe, too, and it's one of the things that um, gets the most people to come out and donate blood, which is actually super important. So that's kind of cool. People get, like, free tickets and shit like that, so they promote it really well. And, you know, I think that's cool. Um, But besides that, this movie was... um, uh, struggle to get through. <laughs> Which is to say a lot, considering you just have to sit there and let it happen. <laughs> or if you see it in fucking 4D, you have to literally hold on to railings as your roller coaster seats are fucking throwing you around the whole time. I have no idea why they do that. Just like, rock your balls. It's Saw. It's not even like, you, it, you know, it's not even like Avatar or something crazy. It's Saw. It's not like, why suspend you? Yeah, I had to sit there. I had to sit there with my asshole clenched the entire time. Because you know how in cha- massage chairs, they have the things that, like, punch your back? These things came out of nowhere at random times. Just bang right to my lower back. Right to the lower back. <laughs> right to the kidney. <laughs> and then one would come up like, bang, asshole punch. And I, just, I couldn't want any of that. Oh, man. So, hold up, Dr. Bob. What made you think that, you know, 4D would be a good idea to watch this movie? <laughs> there, was, there was no thought process here. I dragged my cousin to come see this with me because she was in the area. And I was like, you know what? I got to go see Jigsaw. You're going to endure this bullshit with me. Let's go. <laughs> and she she ended up being late. So we missed the earlier show. And we get there and it was like, yeah, so we have a show at 2.55 and then 4.30. Oh, that's convenient. I guess I'll just take the 2.55 ones then. Thank you. Oh, $20 a ticket? Oof. All right, fine. Here, take my $20. Oh, 
I have to buckle myself into a fucking roller coaster seat now and I'm getting sprayed with water and getting punched in my asshole the whole time? Yeah, sure. I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this movie. Yo, was it one of those seats that has the uh, pull-down bars that always click one more than you want it to and then you're stuck there for an hour and a half? <laughs> and you can't breathe? No, it wasn't that. Thank, thank God it wasn't that. <laughs> Whose stupid mind comes up with something like that? Like, yeah. You know what? People want to be interactive in a movie theater. No, you want to sit down, and you don't want people to bother you, and you want the people around you to shut up, and you just want to watch a giant screen. Yeah, I need yeah. to say this. As far as 4D goes, like that's a cool enough idea as it is. I don't want to see new movies in 4D, but I am down to watch some 4D remastered classics. Like, if you want to put me in a theater and put on, like, Hotel Rwanda in 4D, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I want to watch The Diary of Anne Frank in 4D. Oh. Yeah, Schindler's List in 4D. It's almost 2018. We're going to have 5Ds by that point. Oh, you can man. smell the poop. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to toss it over. Uh, continue with the wins. Uh, Dr. Bob, I called you out. Well, what are some wins that you have for Jigsaw? What? There's wins in this movie? What? <laughs> um, Maybe? Honestly, like, the only thing I actually kind of enjoyed was the scene where he brings up to the guy who sold the motorcycle. He was like, yeah, that was my nephew. And you totally sold him a faulty bike and the, the brakes were cut and you're a piece of shit. So now you're going to go into my blender. And then at that point, you just immediately know, yeah, this guy doesn't stand a fucking chance. There's no way this guy is going to survive a blender after he killed his nephew. And that's it. That's all I got. I there's nothing else I can put towards this movie. And I like I don't want to pin it on the fact that I had to see it in 4D. It was definitely an addition or rather a subtraction from what I wanted from this movie, but like in any other circumstance or scenario, if I watched if they paid me to watch this movie, I still wouldn't have enjoyed this movie. <laughs> <laughs> What if you got like a free jigsaw? Like you actually got like a tool. Like it was sponsored by Home Depot, and you got it. Like you got like a, a jigsaw to go to see this movie. No, hot pass. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Keep the fucking. Keep all of it. I don't want it. Uh, toss it over, Mocha. Some wins did you have for? Some wins did you have for jigsaw? Yeah, I gotta. I gotta echo some of the sentiment of Doctor Bob, aka Biceps MD. Uh, we, like, this movie did not have a lot going on for it, um, as that we could really talk about as, like, huge wins. I will say, though, that I appreciated the fact that it tried to connect, uh, to the original in a lot of different ways. There are plenty of little Easter eggs here and there, as well as direct references. Um, there's an entire scene where we got to take a museum tour of Jigsaw's greatest hits and see his different torture devices. And it was just a nice reminder that this is a series that has like a long-standing history with a whole lot of different ways that people have died over the years. Um, and it seemed like this was more of a bridge into the next version of what the franchise is going to be. So it was cool that they kind of gave like a Viking funeral to what the, the film series was before moving on. Um, the other big pro for this is that, you know, if they are going to go ahead and continue with these Saw movies, at least they're making it clear that they're moving, uh, hopefully moving into a new era. Like, there's no, there's no... No franchise whatsoever that should have eight or more sequels to it, with maybe the exception of Fast and the Furious. But James nothing Bond. else should have new numerical, oh. numerical sequels. James oh, Bond is okay. one of the stories. But yeah. Um, also, Way maybe before time. 
Oh, oh, he, oh, he just completely shot that down right there. Play him four time. Give me another twenty-five of them. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's all okay. Exception to the rule. But um, but that being said, if they're gonna go to fucking salt nine through thirteen over the next five years, at least they've they've got a new bad guy in there, or at least they've got a new, you know, approach to it. Um, and hopefully, hopefully they'll try to do something with that. But I don't know. Doubtful. All right, cool. Uh, Mouth of the South. Rylan, what some wins do you have for Jigsaw? Uh, well, um, some wins for me going to the movie theater today. Um, there was a cool trailer for Insidious, The Final Key. That looked pretty sick. Um, <laughs> there's also a trailer for a movie that's only being shown on Halloween at 10 p.m. called Keep Watching. That's the oh, only yeah, time you'll cool get track. to see it. Looked interesting, like almost like an army of uh, cameras are terrorizing a family. So that might be <laughs> more interesting than this movie I that, saw. That one's only on Halloween. Yeah, only on Halloween. really. That looks kind of cool. So isn't Jeepers Creepers three actually? Jeepers Creepers three is only coming out for one day. It yeah. is. Why is that? Why are those still being made? Who knows? Well, so oh, I guess it I makes, don't know, actually. It makes sense. I guess you could get, like... First one was pretty neat. You could get, like, a Netflix-level movie and just pop it in theaters, you know, for a single day and then just immediately get it on digital platforms. Like, I wonder if that Keep Watching is going to show up on Amazon Prime, like, November 5th. You know? Yeah. Like, that, that's kind of an interesting strategy. It's a bold yeah. strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. I would also say, like, uh, I liked how cheesy the Twisted Pictures logo looked before the movie started. I thought I was about to watch someone's playthrough of Night Trap on Sega CD or something. (laughs) (laughs) So I was getting ready for that level of cheesiness. I love how cheesy that logo. (laughs) Yeah. Great video game reference. Great video game reference. I didn't know this was a video game podcast. Oh, we got, we got some, some game love here. Yeah, we, were, we were told, we were asked very politely by uh, one of your co-hosts, Don Mahoney, to stay in our lane, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he drew a line in the sand, all right? So uh, when when the war happens, know that it started there. Hey, look, I'll be neutral on all parts. You guys can all fight each other. I'll fucking sit there and I'll wait. And then when everyone dies, I'll just pick them both up. I'll do the, I'll do the down in front game, wicked good gaming podcast. Uh, I don't think anyone's good for us to go. To but um, yeah, I think uh, that's about my wins for this movie. <laughs> we're going on a speed run. The trailers are really great. A couple of great trailers and uh, yeah, the opening, the twist. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. How was the, the popcorn, Brian? Uh, I don't eat popcorn. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, so the popcorn. Good. Oh, okay. Popcorn, there you go. Yeah. So do you eat corn of the corn of the cob while you're at the movie theaters? Just like buttery corn of the cob, chopping down on that, nice and juicy. No, uh, nachos, but also <laughs> what I've been usually getting now are the pretzel bites and some nacho cheese. Okay. That's awesome. That sounds good. All right. Uh, well, thank you for telling me about the wins of Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brenner, what about you? What are some wins you have for Jigsaw? So I'll go in uh, after you watch the movie. Yeah, so a couple things. Um, like Mocha had said, I think this movie served as a very useful bridge. Uh, like, no one really asked for Jigs, you know, the Saw movies to get brought back. I think that we all look fondly on the first and second one and then kind of lose interest after that. Uh, that being said, like, I feel like it's very hard 
for a series to pick up where it left off and be continuous and also introduce new characters that enter a new generation. Um, even something like Star Wars, the prequels, where they had existing IP there, and like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin, and like they still royally messed that all up. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was, did a good job of, of bridging through that and paying homage to the old ones while setting up the bounds for the new ones. Like clearly this, this trap that he set for, in the very end for, uh, what was it, Halloran or whatever, um, he, that was straight up just a kill trap. You know, there was nothing about that that could win that game. Um, which we also got that sweet Resident Evil, like, you know, undoing of their head. Like that was pretty cool. Um, I... One, I saw you, one of your things about the traps, like, they kind of looked like they were in evolution, like, some of them were kind of stupid, but at the same time, they were, like, a decade before the traps that we knew and loved in the first one. Um, one thing I'll say, I, I like the back and forth, I mean, speaking of Cube, like, I feel like every one of these trapped in a room type horror movies always has that one hothead character, they always have, like, the smarter than average chick, they always have, like, this not quite alpha male, but they kind of like, you know, in shape too. Like they, they all have the same tropes. Um, what the Saw franchise really does is it pushes people to talk to each other. Like the best scenes in those weren't the torture porn scenes, you know, like they were there and they were shocking, but they were the scenes where like they were sitting there talking about, hey, how do we end up in this mess? And like, do I really have to cut my leg off? You know, and so, and you start to see that slow desperation build rather than having a serial killer come after you. It's, it's another inevitability that's encroaching on you. Um, and I thought the scenes of them going through the house and slowly learning who they were and why they might be involved was, was pretty solid. I mean, nothing stood out in the acting, you know, or, or writing. It wasn't amazing, but, um, it was good to go back to that, that it wasn't purely just all guts and boobs. There was some of that, but it's, it's at the same time, of course. Um, but uh, there was that dialogue that really pushed that human connection through. Uh, as far as anything analytical, because I feel like that's the only analytical thing that people are going to say, uh, they played the Black Panther trailer before mine, and I love that. Um, <laughs> so uh, one thing I would like to see, and I think I, I, I pointed this out, that like these movies try and like always up their game you know the first one had all not a ton of kills um and had that big twist and now the second one had to have a house full of people that all got killed in ridiculous way and it just keeps on upping and upping and upping and upping the ante um i would love if they continue doing these to slow down and maybe not have like such wild traps and really just focus in on, on like, the, the people um, and their connection, like, to each other and to, like, the bad guy um, with that. Uh, I thought that, realistically, the traps being kind of dumb, like, I know Warren's going to talk about the grain one, Re you know, that was fine. Like, they didn't all have to be, like, over, super over-the-top, ridiculous, like, you have to push this button and this button and then this button also shoots out, like, a little puppet at me. Like, no, you could have it be just simple and stupid but effective. That's about it. I don't even know if that was a win at the end. It just like more of just like a, hey, if you keep on making these, this is what you should think about. But it was it was kind of there. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll go into. Uh, I guess 
I don't know. I guess one of the wins that I have now that I think about it a little bit is I think that they were definitely trying to be cheesy. Um, I think even like the uh, coroner, like assistant was like, oh, hey, we need to take him down. We can't call the cops because Holleran's in it. So we need to take the serial killer down by ourselves. And, you know, the guy goes, well, what are we going to take him down with? With this. And pulls this really large revolver out of nowhere. And I'm like, what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck have you been hilarious. keeping that this whole time? Where the fuck has that been? Was that gun from the trap, right? I think that gun was from the trap that she had from before, which oh, she oh, liked yeah. it off. Um, but anyway, like, as an actress, she was pretty terrible. Uh, throughout the entire movie. Anyways, uh, wins. Right, sorry. Talk about wins. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, for some reason, though, it still was interesting to watch this movie. Um, and I still think that, you know, they did at least try to do some stuff that was interesting from the first and the second one. And especially how the movie kind of started. It started with the, the movie just kind of started, and you have this guy that says, hey, I need to start this game. And we're not entirely sure why. And he, like, ends up starting it. And then you got these people like giving a drag with the freaking bucket on their head. And it was like, I need a blood sacrifice sort of thing. Like that was a pretty cool way to kind of start it because you're like, what the, what's happening here? So I thought that was at least entertaining and interesting to watch. Uh, and I like the twist, you know, the fact that, you know, this, all these flashbacks and things that we're seeing actually happened 10 years ago. And so we have like two simultaneous stories happening right now. Something is happening in the beginning and something is happening 10 years ago and both plots are actually progressing at the same time. Uh, and they didn't like, they, they, they did a pretty good job masking that as much as possible up until near the end. Um, and I thought that was pretty, at least interesting to see like, Oh, you guys got me for a little bit. Good job there. Um, so I thought that was a pretty, a pretty cool. I didn't, I don't watch trailers. So I took it. Uh, actually I ate my McDonald's breakfast and I smuggled in. Um, so that was, that was delicious. <laughs> And I listened to a soundtrack in the trailer. So they did something very similar in uh, Saw 2, where they had like the time delay in the videos that they were watching live. I think it was a time delay of like a week or some shit like that. And then they found um, the detective's son in the uh, safe or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it went. But they kept the son in the safe. But everything happened a week before. They were watching everything live, and then they raided the house. And guess what? It was fucking empty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Except it, this was a little little more extended by ten whole years. But <laughs> yeah. what's that surprising? You can't just redo again, but say this time it was longer. Like it just loses so much so much impact. But yeah, that was a, a great one in the series. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm I I'm glad that we at least have some wins. I know that we're not a podcast and we're not like a group that likes to just shout on a movie for nothing. So I'm glad we got some stuff. But let's get into some criticism. Let's get into some some things that. You know, just didn't quite work. And I'm going to start off with uh, uh, Mocha here first and says, uh, Mocha, what's some things that just didn't quite work here? Oh, just- man. So I think everyone can agree on this, but the movie itself just didn't work. Like, <laughs> at all. Well, let me, let's say this. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to... I think it's kind of hard to do any sort of critical analysis on such a mindless movie. Like, like, what were we talking about with The Foreigner, where The Foreigner had nothing really happened, but it was still a movie that was supposed to make you think? Jigsaw, like, literally is just a turn your brain off and let things happen. Uh, I, I found it hard to have pros and cons in any sort of critical fashion, because it's not a genre built for that. 
Yeah, I mean, from the foreigner versus Jigsaw. Yeah, I mean, we can confirm that there is a plot in Jigsaw. <laughs> Was there? Can we confirm that? Yeah, I don't. I don't even I'm think still, I'd go. There. I'm still convinced that the true plot there, there of the movie is, Jigsaw was that you were in the theater watching it. <laughs> right. Right. And they were filming on reactions the whole time for Jigsaw Two, which is actually Saw Nine, which is actually seven movies we didn't need. Seven movies we never needed. I don't know about you guys, but I got a thank you letter in the mail for actually buying a ticket to that movie from the from the production company. <laughs> God, thank you. We can eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, honestly, if we're looking at it from that lens, this is probably going to be less of a list of like cons from all of us and more of just like a roasting session. But um, <laughs> but no, so all right, let's let's just like go big picture here. Hilariously bad writing for every character involved. So much of it was just nonsense. Whether it was like the plot itself, also a lot of the dialogue. Um, I mentioned earlier that super cringeworthy moment where the girl's like jig fucking saw, or uh, the fact that the the fan, the dark web fan site, uh, which they had to do a, a, a deep web IP drop or whatever they called it, uh, was called JigsawRules.com. Like really, it was actually JigsawRules.com. Yeah, it was a, it was a GeoCities website. Like the cursor dripped blood while you like hovered over and everything. Tor. I need to fucking download Tor and go on to freaking dark web just to go to a, type in the words JigsawRules.com. <laughs> That's some nonsense. But yeah, it was it was bad writing all throughout, um, which was hilarious for me to watch. Though, I think it was interesting that a lot of uh, the scenes in the movie, at least in the theater I saw it in, got a ton of positive reactions from the crowd. People were jumping. People were literally gasping. I'm pretty sure a woman behind me started crying. Uh, <laughs> was that because you were not bad? I mean, honestly, it was a dark movie theater. It could have been a number of things, but she was, like, whimpering a lot. Maybe I should have turned around. I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> she might have been going through like a divorce or something might have been completely unrelated to the movie her and her husband are sitting there and they're like we've got nothing better to do for the next hour and a half let's talk about our marriage there's so much going on these days there's a lot of stuff <laughs> 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 oh man um, but word uh, like it was it was interesting because it seemed almost like they were trying to do a really good parody of themselves, but they had no sense of like self awareness whatsoever. Like this is a movie that that tried somebody tried on this film, and that's I think the saddest thing about all of it. Um, shout out to the directors. Keep doing your, your thing. You'll you'll get there someday. As I say from my from my chair, having no director experience. Um, and yeah, there were just a lot of like effects that were kind of goofy in general. Uh, one that made me laugh out loud in the theater was when we're in the uh, the silo scene where two of our protagonists are trapped in a silo that is rapidly filling with grain, uh, everyone's worst nightmare. Uh, and the grain finally stops. And you think, oh. I hope, they're not, uh, I don't have, I hope they don't have a gluten allergy. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been ten times better. Oh my God, that would have been ten times better. I don't know your just started to clog up. I don't think gluten allergies existed ten years ago. But no, yeah. So uh, like the grain stops falling, and we think that for a moment our heroes might have answered the right question and they'll get away. But then no, they start sliding kitchen cutlery like through the grain <laughs> that are landing with oh this like, faint sense of danger. I was waiting for like an ice cream scoop to fall down. <laughs> or a frying pan. 
It is the frying pan to the face. Mocha, that was like, I, I think Abbott was sitting right next to me at this point. I started laughing yeah. so hard at that moment. I was like, this is the, that is the dumbest thing. Yeah, but, there was a part where three nails, three just fucking drywall nails slid off the ramp and like landed and pierced her like halfway through. And it's like, you have any idea the kind of force you have to shoot that thing out with? Let alone this thing gently rolling off of a ramp and falling onto a pile of grain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, some of the effects were just goofy. Like we mentioned earlier, the uh, the use of... Like, it wasn't set in the future, but this one um, uh, forensics lab had sets of, like, like lasers that can bore through the fucking, like, center of the Earth to, like, just, just in case they need to unlock a fucking lock. Like, what? Like, it was just a lock on a bucket. The fuck you need a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who the fuck locks their bucket, first of all? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to stop there because, if, like, I can go on and on. I'm sure we all have our own points to hit. But, man, this movie was just filled with things that just made no fucking sense. <laughs> uh, Dr. Bob. What about what are some things that just didn't quite work in this movie? Speaking of things that make absolutely no sense, every piece of medical, whatever they tried to throw in there medically, wrong. All of it was wrong. <laughs> when they jabbed the syringes into that girl's neck, first of all, those arteries go up to your brain, not your heart. Ooh. So her brain would have been melted, not her fucking heart, and we wouldn't have got to see her tits. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably why... They said it so that, oh, you know, it just goes down to her heart, so let's cut open her chest and show dead people boobs. That's not how that works. <laughs> they got the boobs that sec- melted. Yeah, 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 you know what? Come on, everything else should have melted. Secondly, you don't put a tourniquet below the knee. <laughs> like, your femoral artery is, like, way up by your balls. You don't want it down below your knee, because then you're just going to bleed out faster. That guy should have been dead, like, six minutes after all that happened. So that makes no sense. Instead of making it all the way to the fucking end and then dying alone. So fucking dumb. He was the last person to die. Just mind you that. He survived longer than everybody. Yeah. And he should have been dead six minutes after he got his fucking leg cut off and the stupid chick tried to wrap a tourniquet around his fucking stump. Two and a half Well, I mean, she she was all... To to be fair, she was only used to smothering babies, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got some transferable skills here. Oh my god. Let me oh. defend the baby killer for a second. Oh, oh my god. And like, yeah, really quick though. No, let's discuss this fucking baby death. Because in what world do you accidentally roll over onto your babies and then the cops come into your house and arrest you for fucking like second degree baby murder? Like they just drag them out. No, I don't think I don't think he got arrested. I think he just like went insane. Like the cops were just—they were cops though. They had on fucking suits. Yeah, I think they that were like—I think confused. they were like helping him out because he was like distraught. No, it was—it was unclear. We don't know what, exactly what that was. Let's be I mean, honest. they could have been—they could have been male strippers for all we know. They could have been like, hot oh, there's somebody, somebody acting a fool over here. It's getting a little hot in this apartment. Uh-oh. Again, again, that would have been more entertaining. <laughs> I thought yes. she called the cops to have the baby taken away. I don't know. Possible, but even if she did, why did they fucking arrest him? Don't know. 
the baby police. It would have been better if they were babies dressed as police. <laughs> You're just we protect our own. Are you smothered our own? Oh, Second degree size. baby slaughter. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Does anyone else realize that, like, they use the same exact cassette tape player for every single trail? Like, there was a, a fucking bargain flash sale at Target. <laughs> And they just when Radio Shack was going out of business, right, they just right, stacked up hundreds of the same cassette players. What am I going to do with all the? Oh, I can make traps and kill people with all these. <laughs> Maybe that's how this all started. Yeah, it was like Tobin Bell was walking around, and an independent uh, private investigation agency was having a fucking yard sale, and he was like, "I'll just take this box of fucking nineteen like seventy eight recorders, <laughs> cassette recorders." <laughs> yeah, J- Jigsaw's estate is just like, and I bequeath this. Thousand uh, thousand gallon drum of mini tapes to Jigsaw <laughs> Junior <laughs> that I never got to use. Oh, and like they were, they're talking about how the emo the emo uh, mortician apparently she has her own apartment and she apparently has a, a torture porn replica studio. If you just graduated from medical school six months ago, you are. Four hundred thousand dollars in debt. You are not affording any of that. What are you fucking crazy? No, bro. You're telling me that after leaving med school, you don't have a secondary domicile? That's an entire fucking <laughs> level of a warehouse. No, I don't. I don't. Unfortunately, I still. I am now. Uh, let's see. I'm in on the first floor of my parents' house, still trying to pay off student loans. That's how this is going to play out for the next couple of years. No, I'm not going to go buy a fucking studio to replicate torture porn scenes. <laughs> no, that's not that's not how any of that shit works. Like, I don't know. There was so much wrong with this movie. There was so there was <laughs> so much wrong with this movie. Holy shit. Nothing none of it made sense to me. None of it made. I don't understand how they could try to have any continuity between any of the previous films and then try to reboot like in this generation of remasters, reboots and remakes. How can you try to get something like this is only 7 years old. Like seven years in between films, how could you try to re-jump into this again? Like when they're trying to reboot like Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street and all the uh, the Dark Universe films, like The Mummy, which I'll, I'll never watch that shit because if it does not <laughs> Brendan Fraser, I'm not seeing it. But how can you how can you try to reboot Saw if it's only ten years old? It's like what they're trying to do with Resident Evil right now. Like the whole Resident Evil video game franchise got a reboot and it worked. Good on you, Capcom. But now they're trying to reboot the movie franchise, too, with another, like, seven more movies. Damn. Just just stop. Just make it end. But these things are making money. Someone, So, like I said, my theater today was packed. I didn't pay for my ticket. I fortunately had a, uh, like a gift certificate from a previous venture that went wrong. But, like, even <laughs> then, I was still pissed that I spent the time, period. This place was filled almost every seat with people just really excited to see Saw 8. Yeah, some of the people in our theater were actually excited, too. So, some of the people, when we got up and left, were like, that was terrific. That was amazing. And Those like, people are actual serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a big legal pad. It's and little notes. Of jigsaw. Oh. It's like a... They have a great way to start their serial killer career early. Right. Dude, no joke. One... Two people in my theater clapped when that movie ended, and I thought it was a joke until they stood up and I saw that they were wearing jigsaw masks. And I was like, 
was like, yeah, you're Fuck. a fucking psycho. You're those. Did, wait, do the masks not have any eye holes? Did they not actually have to watch? <laughs> <laughs> also, what are they? they go what are they the, doing? Um, did they go to the ICP concert afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Seeing it on a Sunday, bigger fans would watch it Wednesday night to Thursday night. That don't make any sense. Also, people that clap at the end of movies are psychopaths in general. I don't care if you just saw The Godfather. You don't clap at a movie. That's like those motherfuckers who clap at the end of a goddamn flight. Like, it isn't the 17 million flight that we've had in modern human history. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to fucking slap your meaty hands together because you're excited we touched the ground. Fuck you. Unless, like, a pug landed the plane. Like, unless, like, literally, like, we're trying to have, like, a, a, a conscious dog land this plane just to see if it works. I'd clap <laughs> if that happened. No, wait, wait. What if these people were watching Jigsaw as the in-flight movie and clapped when it ended? No, while no. Crash it. <laughs> right into a mountain. Right into a fucking mountain. I'll fall on that. I'll fall on that grenade. Those people shouldn't be produced. Let's get them out of there. <laughs> What if they go through their like lives and they just have like the flight what movie they want to watch and every unanimous jigsaw. If I were the pilot, <laughs> diving it into a mountainside. <laughs> I would rather watch Batman vs. Superman on a plane than fucking jigsaw on a plane. I want to watch Well, at least with that movie, that movie you wouldn't even have to see all of it. That movie was so freaking long that the planes probably landed. You'd probably fly from here to China. Before that stupid movie ended. <laughs> I'd rather just pull out my own device and just go to Pornhub while I'm playing. Than watch <laughs> no, wait, I was like, again. pulling out your device on a plane, you gotta be careful. We'll throw you off for that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Bob, do you have any other criticisms? Because we got off on a crazy tangent here. Yeah, yeah, please stop the rest of it. Just stop it now while we're ahead. Just listen to the podcast, hear what we're saying about this. And just fucking cut, cut the head off. Just bang. <laughs> Let, push it into a ditch. Leave it there. Drive away. And go on with your lives. Film something else. Film anything else. Any, there are too many good horror movies coming out right now. Too many good independent horror movies coming out right now. You don't need to waste your time on this movie. Well, that's actually a good point. The reason why we saw Jigsaw in the first place was because it was fucking slim pickings this holiday season. Uh, quote unquote holiday season for our horror films in theaters. I know there's a lot of good like indie stuff and smaller things out there, but I mean it was like this versus like Happy Death Day. And Snowman, like, which I heard was decent. Oh yeah. Actually, one thing I noticed. Uh, uh, shout out to Warren for mentioning the directors. I looked into them because I was like, those names seem familiar. And these guys actually worked on a film back in 2003. It was an Australian uh, zombie horror comedy movie called Undead. That's actually leaps and bounds better than Jigsaw. So I would recommend people go out and find <laughs> Undead and watch that movie instead. Uh, let's toss it over to uh, Abbott. Uh, oh, yeah. Any, any uh, new criticisms uh, for Jigsaw? <laughs> uh, yeah, sort of sort of leading into what I got into before, how it's kind of ridiculous that only four people were working this case. They're all like, oh, Jigsaw's back. It's been 10 years. Oh, this is such a big deal. But we're only going to put four people on the case. Two of them are detectives. One's a hotshot asshole who doesn't really do a good job, but he's going to leave the case. Like, what the fuck? Like, how does that even make any sense? But then the one thing that stood out for me in the middle of the film is when they get Buckethead and they dig into his neck meat and they pull out the USB, which I don't know about you guys, but that's where I keep my USBs. Uh, <laughs> the first thing they fucking do is they cut open the bag, toss the bag out like it's a fucking candy wrapper. It's like fingerprint that shit. Do some that evidence too. Like who the fuck touched that? Like do something with that. And then they just put the they put it into a computer. Oh, okay, no big deal. 
listen to the recording, and then they're like, get this to voice analysis. It's like, no, get that to the finish, get that anywhere else. Like, and then once the voice analysis thing is like brought up, it's never brought back. It's never like, oh yeah, that was actually Jigsaw's voice. It never comes back up later in the movie, except for the fact when they show that he did actually cut together a bunch of like old voice clips. Because then at that point they might have known, oh, they were old voice clips, but it's never addressed. But just the fact that they're just like, yeah, let's not test this for anything else. It just came out of a dude. That's fine. <laughs> no, he probably used the same computer, too, to uh, cut that. Well, who knows? Maybe that guy was born with a USB stick in his neck. <laughs> Yo, I also love how, like, they find the USB stick and the guy just goes, you got something we can stick this in? Like, you don't know the fucking word laptop? Fuck you. And then they just put it in a laptop without any consideration and how that might affect the device and pull up fucking Windows Media Player. It's like, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Great if it was just a Rickroll video on the (laughs) (laughs) Another way to make it more entertaining. Oh, man. Definitely more believable. Uh, (laughs) from Reddit. (laughs) Anything else, Abbott? Um, And I think I mentioned to you guys before, but I think uh, as far as schlocky horror movies go... Besides the dead boobs we saw, I think there should have been at least one more boob, if not two more boobs. Um, would have been uh, anything. Yeah, it, would have, it would have made the movie a little bit more enjoyable, yeah. I would have felt like the, the money I paid for that movie was, you know, spent on boobs. <laughs> you know there's the internet, right? What? What? Is, what? No, I'm Amish. I don't use... Those technologies, but yeah, those are my criticisms. <laughs> I'm gonna let's toss it over to uh, the mouth of the south, Bryland. Uh, do you have any other? <laughs> I, I feel like I don't even want to ask you this question. Yeah, I'll share some. Uh, I'll share some interesting anecdotes from this movie that are terrible. Like first off, this guy that plays Logan, wherever they found him, uh, in a gutter somewhere or something, got a. <laughs> At a meth rehab clinic, um, he is bad. He's the worst thing I've ever seen. Like um, Tommy Wiseau is probably a better actor than this dude. And in <laughs> fact, Tommy Wiseau would have been a better casting choice to take over Jigsaw's uh, place if that's what this is all about. <laughs> Do you want <laughs> to play a game, like- Mark? <laughs> oh, I would yeah, watch no. that. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, see, I mean. It's a movie that took itself so seriously that the ridiculousness of everything set up, I mean, did not play over really well. I mean, this movie was like watching a porn parody of there's an actual Jigsaw movie that was created somewhere. This is the porn parody, and they took out all the porn in it. And you're just getting those <laughs> interstitial, like, story moments. Like, you, you looked at the, like, sets and everything, you're just like, they, they rented out someone's house for that. <laughs> or this is someone's <laughs> living room is like the morgue or something. This, it, it was terrible. This movie is made 2.5 times its budget back. This movie was made for $10 million. And it shows. It's already made $20 million? It's made $25 million. At least Amazing. Wikipedia That's why these it. fucking films keep popping up. Like, they, they do make money. People go see them. It, well, so, I mean... Crap. It we made all a, got catfished by Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> like, tw- like ten million dollars is dirt cheap. That's like a Hollywood Studios weekend out. That's like their Coke budget was probably five million on that. Like, that's <laughs> they need to drink something. Oh, Coca Cola. Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't like Pepsi. 
They're butt chugging it though, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So a quick, just to put that number into perspective, the film Sharknado had a budget of two million dollars. So this was just five Sharknados in one <laughs> film in terms of budget. I would rather watch five Sharknados. I would rather watch Sharknado one, two, and three in rotation, and then I would have two left over. I would just have one. Yeah, fuck it. One left over. Oh man, I don't know how you ask someone for two million dollars to film a movie called Sharknado and not get slapped in the mouth immediately. <laughs> but um, I would say. Uh, Probably the most ridiculous scene in this movie was when they had the three syringes to choose from, and then the girl automatically tells them, like, oh, $3.53 is what a life meant to me and stuff. And that dude takes all three syringes and starts, like, jabbing at her with them and saying, choose one. Yeah, he went like, straight up Wolverine. <laughs> like, this guy just went up straight and was like, no, I'm going to kill her. Fuck it. Don't let her choose. <laughs> just stab her. Just try to stab her. And it lasted for like five minutes. Even yeah. after she figured out the answer, he's like, choose one, and he's slashing at her. And she's going, no, I don't know what to choose. I'm like, you just said it. Choose the fucking right one. You're not going to die. You know, I love, too, the fact that so she gets stabbed in the neck, right? And she gets injected with three different things. One of them is fucking acid, and so she burns to death or whatever. Later on, when they bring her body into the forensics lab, the guy pulls a sheet over her head and goes... Uh, yep, looks like a uh, fucking uh, fucking acid, <laughs> like or whatever, like whatever type of hydrochloric acid. And it's like, okay, first of all, like, when was the last time that you saw somebody whose body was burned from the inside out with acid? Like, that does not look like a fucking like normal acid attack. And then they came up with a shit about him being from like being in Fallujah. And he was like, yeah, like, shit from Fallujah. Like, was what does that have to? What does that have to do with anything? Oh, I know acid attacks. I was in Fallujah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So maybe someone got splashed with acid in front of you, not burned out from, like, the inside. Oh, my <laughs> But he was in Fallujah, so he knows. <laughs> and, um, oh, my God, this movie, this hurt. I mean, I'll leave it to uh, Mike to talk about the music, because he's the music maestro, but there's some bad guitar riffs going on in the background of this movie. I legit didn't even notice it. It didn't yeah. make <laughs> You could talk away. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it, it just sounded like the cheesiest. Like, if you ever wa- played any of those uh, full, full motion video uh, video games in the 90s and stuff, where it's like choose your own adventure, this felt like one of those. But I couldn't choose to get the hell out of it. <laughs> uh, so I'll toss it over to the Shredder. You got any other ones? No, except for except for like one thing, uh, I thought that it was it was kind of just vindictive uh, for the last guy with Hallahan or whatever. Um, like he didn't have a choice. And one of the big things about these movies is there there's always a, always a choice, like always a way to win. And this guy just never had any chance. And in fact, the uh, the new Jigsaw explained on how he, you know, his how foolproof his plan was to get away. And it seems like with the original movies, like there was never like a there was never like an escape. Like, oh, this is you know twirling my mustache, and this this is how I'm going to get away and evade all the cops. Like that didn't even come into play. Where um, I don't know. I I, I kind of like that. The, that was to me what separated this from other torture porn things. Where like 
uh, you know, something with Hostile is they had to beat their way physically out of the situation. Whereas, like, with, with Saw, you could, like, think. Or the best one was, like, you could literally, without knowing what it was, you saw the key go down the drain hole as the first shot of the movie. And then it comes into play way back later of, like, oh, my God, that was the key that, like, would have unlocked it. And we saw him die in the first scene of the movie, quote-unquote. Um, yeah, I just, that didn't resonate well with me. Yeah. Yeah, but everything else, characters were super archetypal. Like, weird girl was weird. Hothead guy was a hothead. You know, dumb, like, aggressive Irish detective was an aggressive Irish detective. It was all just like, it was exactly who, uh, what was it, the uh, Dennis Green, the football coach, uh, rest in peace. Um, you know, he's that famous press card. They are who we thought they are. Like, there was literally no, no change in character <laughs> dynamic. Did his oh, yeah. yeah, like two years ago. Oh man, he had like a heart condition or something. Yeah, I think that like one of the the worst things about the film for me was the fact that like at the very least you have all these archetypal characters and you've got the one, the the main protagonist, obviously the main protagonist, who's the only one who for whatever reason has the composure to wake up from a coma and be getting like dragged by her neck towards bus saws and have listened to all the fine details of this muffled up like fucking speaker. Telling her, oh, you need to, like, shed some blood, and her having that revelation. And I feel like every single scene they went into, she was like, oh, it's a game, let me just think it out. Oh, it's a game, let's follow the rules. Until the very end, where, like you guys said earlier, he fucking holds up the shotgun shell and says, the literal key is inside this shotgun shell. Uh, I'm going to put in this gun. The key's right there. And then she's the one who's like, well, the only thing I can do is shoot you in the face. It was just like this, like, crazy amount of uh, inconsistency. Right there at the end, just for the sake of having having it well, happen. At least all the other archetypes was, stayed who they were the entire time. You could have made that a powerful moment um, if this was better written and directed, where like you could have sh- shown her slow descent into insanity, that she is cool and calm and rational through the whole movie, and then Jigsaw's puzzles and traps slowly break down her humanity, that she gets to a point where it's, the only thing she can see is violence. That would be if this was a competent movie. <laughs> Yeah, but it's no, not, absolutely. so it wasn't. Yeah, and did she say some shit about? Uh, she said to Jigsaw, "Jigsaw, you know me." And oh, like, love. Yeah. Was there yeah. like supposed to be some past history from a previous movie? No, they're yeah, neighbors. No, they were literal neighbors. They were literal. Oh, neighbors. they were neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Like That's the, it. It was. He was like, I, I used to watch you step out of the shower every morning. From my- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. Shout out to Jigsaw for hearing her scream at the baby and then correctly jumping fucking fifty yards to the conclusion that she smothered the baby and then hid it underneath the body of her hus- sleeping husband. <laughs> I, know, I know what. Like, what? this is a guy. This is a guy battling cancer right now, and he's just. Oh wait, what was that? Oh, that's that's a woman in distress. She definitely just killed her child. Yep. I'm gonna go investigate. But wait, I'm not actually gonna investigate. I know for a fact it already happened. Maybe in the deleted scenes. I had scenes, a nickel for every time I heard a baby get smothered. <laughs> Maybe in the deleted scenes, like uh, Jigsaw heard her scream at the baby, and then she st- she smothered it, and then she grabs the baby and starts screaming, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I smothered my baby! I smothered my baby! What am I gonna do?" Oh, I know. I'll hide under my husband. <laughs> She's on the system all that happened. All they needed to do was a very split screen scene where it's just him outside of a window watching her do it. Yeah. And there you go. There's your far, there's your hard evidence. You yeah. know for a fact that she did this. 
But wait, no, that never happened. You were across the street. Yeah. Well, I what? think the real crime is that he assumed that she smothered the baby with a pillow, and it wasn't like, you know, like a French fry situation where the baby was smothered with, like, cheese and chili and, uh, you know. <laughs> good, great good stuff great like word association right there. <laughs> great <laughs> word association. <laughs> no, man, I'm sure she did in the toilet. <laughs> did what? Uh, an, extra, an extra long baptism ceremony. That's technically drowning if you smother someone with water. All right, listen, Bob is the doctor here, not you, Abbott. That's true, I'm, uh, I'm going to stay in my lane over here. <laughs> it's not a swim lane, clearly. So the only things that I will add um, in regards to criticisms would be it was pretty planned out that Mitch had to die at that moment and the girl who got randomly poisoned had like they were going to get past the first sequence as I think about it I'm like okay well the girl had to get the girl who was poisoned had to get past the first puzzle because she needed the antidote and Mitch had to do that because that was that task was specifically for Mitch, the human blender. Yeah. And yeah. Swirly of Doom. Like that would be a cool nickname. Uh the human blender. I mean, the be. Doom Swirly. Uh, be on season two of Tech. There's just it, there's just I'm not gonna retread anything that people already said. There's just it's too much. Uh there's just too much for this movie. <laughs> no, but you bring up a really good point. Like that's all assumption based like Oh yeah, this person's gonna die here. This person's gonna die here. The, I'm gonna lay this out strategically in that order that this person dies, that person dies. Yeah. What if they didn't? Like what? Yeah. Like I can see like if there was like traps and stuff set up, but his name was literally on the recorder, and I'm like, if that wasn't Mitch, then then what? And she even stops the motorcycle bike that somehow sped up so quickly. To make that human blender go, yeah, and then it stops, and he's like, "Oh, I'm safe, so I'm not gonna go and reach for this break anymore." And then it yeah. starts back up, and I'm like, <laughs> "Also, did anybody else? Did anybody else get like a South Park vibe from that blender scene? Because when it restarts up, it just cuts to him. He's just going." It reminded me of that one uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where uh, the the Swedish kid gets kicked into the giant thing and then they turn all the kids into sloppy joes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We also need to talk about the special effects department because when that dude's body fell down from the fucking ceiling and was hanging by its ankles, I guarantee you the head was just a spiral ham. I'm like, it was like there for like 30, (laughs) like, like for five seconds. I'm sure it was just a straight up spiral ham and nothing it else. It looks like a crash test dummy covered in lunch meat. Yeah, seriously, it didn't. It didn't look real at all. It looked like a plastic or rubber figure. A real doll. It was a real doll. <laughs> oh. I feel like they shied way too far away from all that gore, though. Yeah. Just show the guy getting devoured by a blender instead of like it pooping him out at the end. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they even cut away from uh, when uh, supposedly Logan got bustled into the saws in the first room. Uh, but that was so that you didn't see him survive. You were supposed to yeah. assume that he got chopped up. But even with that too, all right, let's start off with that first fucking trap. So the whole thing was that you had to bleed in order for the blades to stop. There was no reason for anyone to panic then because 
as Sigmi saw, everyone's just gonna touch the fucking blades anyway. Anyway, it's like a built-in safe, like safety mechanism. Right? <clears throat> well, yeah, Mocha. they did some dumb things about how they touch the blades. One was like, oh, let me put my forearm where my veins <laughs> and arteries are at. That's serious, medically accurate. Ass, ass, just butt cheek. Just thinking the whole time, like if that's me, I'm gonna drop trial real quick. I'm just gonna <laughs> gently, gently tap my ass cheek against this, and I'm good. No, well, <laughs> Mocha, that might be how they got around the whole like people dying in a certain order, right? So if if it immediately stops when there, there's blood, that means everyone gets through the first test, and then the second test is the poison chick. So that means that like. What's it called? Um, she's the only one that's really in trouble there because worst comes to worst, you just jab her and she explodes, and then everyone you know comes down from hanging. Um, and then the third one was Mitch. Yeah, I guess Mitch could have yeah. died in like the he could have fallen through the floor or he could have got stuck in the grain. So that one's a little hard, but gluten. Yeah, drowning fucking grain like in a. Bob, was it like the Mummy Two, where that dude gets trapped in the pyramid that gets filled with sand? Yeah, well, I think it happens in both in both of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I there's mean, that's fucking horrifying. Yeah, there, that's, there's, there's a lot of sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So let's talk about. Uh, oh no, wait. The one thing also that didn't make any sense was the uh, guy who was beheaded. Apparently, they were talking about as if the buzzsaw chopped his head off, but then he still had the bucket head on his head. Yes. So, <laughs> replacement bucket, replacement bucket, bucket cut off, stunt bucket. Yeah, but wasn't that wasn't that supposed to be the mortician? That was supposed to be Logan. Yeah. Yeah, but like it was supposed to be, but we saw him get his back cut. So oh, that that's right. Yeah, that was just someone else's body. Yeah, that they put in there. Who was that man? You, what is his story? I want to know what happened to him. What did he do to deserve this? Uh, <laughs> well, you, you have to, have to watch the follow-up film, The Man Without a Face, starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, The Man with the Iron Mask, starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, both will do. It's fine. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. <laughs> the Man in the Iron Bucket. <laughs> um, guys, I think there are... Nope, I lied. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I would say let's get into some, uh, lasting thoughts and grades as we go round table. Let's talk about Jigsaw. I'm going to start with Mocha and what will be your grades from Jigsaw? Yeah, I initially wanted to go a little bit easier on this film, but I can't. This is just a straight up D. Um, not quite enough, not quite enough, but it is a D. Um, you know, like Saw is about gore porn punctuated by a plot twist. Um, that's what the whole series is about. And that's definitely what this movie is. It's just disappointingly cookie-cutter. It does those things in the safest possible way it can for a franchise that's pushed some boundaries in the past. And that's pretty unforgivable from my point of view. Um, It may actually work as a jumping-off point for some young moviegoers who are unfamiliar with the earlier installments. Um, But otherwise, like, it has inspired zero hope in me for the future of what this (laughs) franchise can be. Fisher Price is my first The five films we saw in the movie theater. (laughs) Yeah, they dug it up. They ended up, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a D. Dr. Bob, your grade? Oh, so is this like an A to F scale? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hard F. Hard F. <laughs> Hard F. <laughs> Cut it off. Just bang. Take the head off. Let the series die. <laughs> Just move on to something new. 
We need more original content. Make something new. Make a new torture porn series. Don't rebrand a former one. Just new plot, new characters, new designs. Start new. Burn the fucking crops. Plant something new. Smother it with water. Right? Yeah, <laughs> smother it with water. It's <laughs> uh, uh, Abbott. <laughs> Great. Uh, I gave it a C minus because uh, I do I do appreciate human blenders when I get the chance. Um, just in general, uh, Tobin, Tobin Bell was still great and creepy as Jigsaw, so that was his monologue was really great, and he was he was looking pretty good, um, keeping it up as it were. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I do see a future for this franchise in that whenever other horror movie franchises got to like seven, eight, nine movies, they started doing wacky shit. So, like, I was thinking about, like, what wacky shit could the Saw franchise do? And I'm like, yeah, sure, Saw, Saw versus Jackie Chan would be kind of cool. <laughs> really cool. But, like, in reality, like, I would love to see a movie like Saw versus Hellraiser. Like, I think that would be a really cool, bizarre, I don't know how it would work, but it could be really, like, over-the-top, gory, crazy. <laughs> like, you know, I'd watch that movie probably ten times. I just got this really clear image of Jackie Chan in the reverse bear trap go- going, bad day, bad day, bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they should make that one too. It should just become like a Saw versus Well, you could, you could do, uh, you could do like uh, Jigsaw in Hell and just make oh. everyone dead. And like you could bring back like historical serial killers that he like messes with. Oh, that'd be cool. That's a good idea. Ooh, yeah, see, time. There's things that they could do here instead of rehashing the same old shit. <laughs> Jigsaw through time. He just goes in. <laughs> nah, dude, that tasty motherfucker would get his ass dead to him immediately. We're all gonna fucking wake up in a meat locker tomorrow, like chained to a wall, and it's just gonna be Down in Front Podcast versus Jigsaw, and we're all gonna be screwed. One of us is gonna be wearing a mascot costume. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be Dom as the jigsaw. He he heard our fucking jokes about being a vampire earlier. He's gonna fucking eat all each of us and put us in a trap. Yeah, but like the thing is, he can't actually kill me because I'm the only other person that contributes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna uh, end that, right? Uh, not right. another gamey monologue starring Don Mahoney and the Ghost of Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up F. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, I mean, this is the first Saw movie I've seen. It'll more likely be the last, especially if this Logan guy is going to be the jigsaw going forward. Uh, his monologue at the end is, like, absolutely one of the worst, like, bad guy reveals ever. <laughs> and even, like, even when he's talking about how he's a broken man after Fallujah. I mean, <laughs> I just laughed at that line when he said it. It was ridiculous. This film was the franchise's Benghazi. Release <laughs> <laughs> the emails. Get the emails. Are you telling me I'm going to have to submit the thank you letter I got as evidence? <laughs> uh, blew it. Yeah, Great. I give this a C minus. Uh, I'm kind of on the on the same board with Andrew, where uh, it was. These movies, like, there's a hard cap at like a B. 
you know, like, I feel like most of these slasher type things is like, you, you just, they're not good films in any regard that like you can go through and be like, that was the greatest thing ever. I'm going to watch the next one when it comes out. It should get Academy Awards. Like they, they just can't be that good by design. Um, I still thought it, it had enough interesting moments to not fail it. That being said, there was like literally nothing special about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I had a, a D plus. So I'm just gonna go down to a D minus. Um, I thought it was interesting for the whole time skip. That was interesting, but that's about it. Uh, I just think the poor execution. There's a lot of poor things. Even the guy's hand in the beginning of the movie like exploded from gunshots. That I was like, that that that's that's where they have some pretty good aim there. Um, yeah, no, it just it just wasn't very good. Oh yeah, again, yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> Medically, that's not how that works. <laughs> Yo, real quick. I was just set up with a sniper rifle across the street. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Did anyone else crack the fuck up when they showed Jigsaw fucking murk the dude with the sniper rifle and, like, fold it up and walk off? <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> uh, it's, it's Saw. Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... We are the Down and Front Podcast. I want to say thank you so much for our Fear Boners uh, special Halloween episode. Uh, thank you so much for Dr. Bob. Thank you for everybody's kind of coming. Uh, Dr. Bob, I'm going to toss it to you first and says, where can we find more of your work? You could check us out at wickedgoodgaming.com for all of our articles. You know, they come up semi-frequently. We're busy people. It happens sometimes. We get around to it. Um, so you can check us out at wickedgoodgaming.com, uh, at wickedgoodgames on Twitter, and then Add Wicked Good Gaming and anything else, Instagram, Facebook, um, datafarmer.com, Jigsaw Rules backslash Reddit B backslash uh, dating applications.com. .com. Um, <laughs> uh, and you can uh, subscribe to our podcast, the Not Another Gaming Podcast, where we talk about uh, video games sometimes, not often, but occasionally. <laughs> we talk about we talk about things. Sometimes it's gaming, sometimes it's not. But yeah, and uh, thank you guys for having me. This is a lot of fun. I wish I could get my twenty dollars back, but that's doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> the twenty dollars was the cost of admission to chill with us. So yeah, that's just at least twenty dollars worth of friendship that we just had tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on that note, well worth it. Hey, <laughs> double. <laughs> uh, well, as always, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm super pumped to get you back on this show. Um, I'm, ex- I don't, I- I'm excited, uh, and thank you so much for coming. Of course, uh, we we have the host of the Field Bro- Fear Boners. Fear Boners. You can, you can feel boners. That's fine. <laughs> feel boners. <laughs> you can feel fear boner. Valentine's Day. Trademark in that. Uh, Abbott, where can you find more of your work? Uh, yeah, on the internet for the most part, I am the Abs Man. So if you Google that, not the Ass Man, it'll try to get you to Google the Ass Man, but it's the Abs Man, A B B S. Um, I'm pretty much all over the internet on that. You can go back and listen to more Fear Boners. I want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh, put those episodes together this month. It was a lot of fun. Um, this was great. So thanks so much. Um, I'm out there doing my thing, and uh, maybe you'll do some more in the future. So uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Um, toss it over to Mocha. Where can you find more of your work? Yes, so you can find me tweeting about a various holiday-related things for Halloween at Mocha Mike Li, as the Lord intended. Uh, unfortunately, you cannot find me at, at Mocha Mike um, because a gentleman who has that Twitter handle, much like Jigsaw, um, was last active ten years ago and is somehow torturing me today. 
So uh, you can't get me there. But I'm looking for you. For Instagram, check out some of my photography work, Instagram.com slash Mocha Mike. And then you can see some long form um, reviews of movies as well as some other articles at my medium, medium.com slash at Mocha Mike. Cool. Uh, toss it over to the mouth of the South Bryland. Where can you find where you work? Uh, you can find me uh, making sinners confess on Twitter. It's at Bryland, B R I L U N D. Uh, I'm also the host of the Games Cast at twitch.tv slash downfront podcast. Right now, I'm going through the uh, storyline of Destiny. I think I'm about got one third left to go. We'll see how the end game plays after that. And I'm also on Instagram. We'll put up some mini movie reviews. It's I am Bryla. All right. And then uh, Mike, the Shredder Blue. Where can you find more work? And you have a show coming up. Oh, what? Yeah, it's probably over by the time this thing gets released. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're we're playing um, last two nights ago. Uh, when you know again when this gets released, uh, check us out at My News Music or My News Band on most major platforms. Uh, we should have some recorded material coming out soon, as well as uh, yeah other things. Um, you can check, I know he's not here, but uh, obviously our esteemed colleague, Jesse Rand, uh, he just started a new Pornhub channel, uh, Jesse Rand's Confessions, um, so you can hit him up at uh, confess to me daddy at ymail.com, um, but check him out there. <laughs> you can also see his signature move, the reverse bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth like a syringe full of acid. <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's it's great. He he doesn't even know this is happening. I told him about it at work. I was like, hey man, what's the last time you listened to this? They're like you haven't been on, and he's like, oh, I'm busy. And so I'm like, you realize what we do at the end of every single one? He's like, I stop it. <laughs> <laughs> At, truthfully, I, I don't even care about growing the brand uh, as like a brand. I grew, I care about getting more people listening to this just to have more people look down on Jesse Rand. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the ultimate solve. Oh, it's great. Uh, and we are the Down and Front Podcast. We are on the internet, the interwebs. Definitely rate us on iTunes. That would be amazing. Um, so we have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have an email. Uh, we have a Patreon. So find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Down and Front Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at uh, underscore D-I-F-P. That's at the underscore D-I-F-P. Uh, as well as we have a Patreon. So if you like what we do, and just for a dollar a month, that's an Arizona sweet tea, The apparently the energy boosting version of it. I heard it was good. I'm not sure. I typically like the South, uh, the um, sweet tea version, but who knows? But just for even one dollar, definitely go ahead and support us as well on this patreoncom so down in front podcast. Yeah, um, we need to make our movie be- money back on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So wait, are these donations going to my twenty dollars that I dropped in this? <laughs> the first twenty dollars we donate, we'll save we're this struggling Our next five ten dollar and up monthly subscribers will be able to pay back Dr. Bob. We're gonna send them like weekly updates of Bob's like status, send pictures, like it's one of those fucking like adopt the kids. <laughs> it's gonna be like one of those uh series kids marathons where we have like the temperature rising for how much we got the twenty bucks back for him. Handwritten letters and crayon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have an email, so podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then definitely check out a bunch, bunch of our work. We have our YouTube channel that we're going to put in the show notes. 
Uh, thank you so much. And with that, we will say good night and see you soon for our next review of Thor Ragnarok. So nope. let's get- and switching things. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>